Hi, and welcome to The Curve Weekly, the podcast that keeps you up to date with all the money, business, and stock market tea. Everyone should experience first class at least once in their lives, and Annie shouldn't miss out just because she can't afford it. Help me, I'm poor. Oh, oh gosh. We've our next podcast. We've got to think really, really fast. <laughs> We do this all the time. We like try and stack in lots of episodes. Like we've got this, we actually shouldn't really say because it's a surprise, but this really exciting UK guest coming in. And God, it's like every time you have to be ready because there's like someone else external coming in. Something happens. Something goes wrong. I reckon we could write a, write a book on the technical difficulties Yeah, seriously. Yeah. If anyone wants to apply to be our technical producer, yeah, we'll pay you so much. We'll, we'll so pay much. you all the money. <laughs> but chit chat aside, it's just like get the <laughs> shit done. Efficient, efficient, efficient. Do you know I saw someone post on Instagram this week saying your wrap ups, like the Curve Weekly, was? Did you see that message? It was something about like how helpful it was to see what's going on broken oh. down in a really easy to understand way. And I just nice. thought, yay, Harris, I am useful. You are doing <laughs> such a good job. Thanks. I actually love these ones because it keeps me up to date as well. Because yeah. I'm reading the news and I'm like, yeah, that's happened. Wow, that's happened. <laughs> Although some stuff I find interesting, you probably won't. But... I know. I listen back to it. And I'm like, that's getting the cut. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Do we have any fun stuff happening? And this week, like I said. In my life? Oh, or, yeah, in your life. No. Actually, yeah, do you? I got my bags back this morning, which I was stoked about. That mm, went on a holiday to Greece. Yeah. And, um, Hence the tan. <laughs> I was such a loser. She showed up to recording today and I go, oh, damn, I wish I'd fake tan. You look so good. She was like, it's not fake. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. Such a dick. You got your bag lost. Well, yes, coming back to Heathrow from Athens, we were like waiting at the carousel for an hour and then she, this lady came around handing out these little pieces of white paper. I was like, no. It's like, mum was right. <laughs> Never take a big suitcase on holiday. Anyway. Did you have a tile in your bag? No. I think that's key. I know. Yeah, my parents borrowed them when they travelled and they didn't give them back, so I was kind of blaming them. But I also didn't have any name tag on my bag. Oh. No description, like nothing. I feel like that's off-brand. Well, I've, I've just, I'm quite risky. No, you're not. <laughs> you're on 25% of your well, phone I, battery and you're like, where's the charger? Yeah, but that's like, that's that's productivity. Right. You know, whereas you know, I hired a car in Greece and they're like, do you want insurance? I was like, nope. Whatever. This feels so weird. Who are you? Holiday Vic. Anyway, okay, so. Okay, hit me with the actual news. So we're still in reporting season, which is when public companies report their financial results. And yep. we've got some exciting ones this week. don't know why I'm talking in an American accent. We mm. had these two girls on Greek holiday with us that were American. And by the end of it, I was like, hey. Was like, are oh they, uh, were they um, from like the east or west side? I don't know. New York. <laughs> I, uh, I'm really not with a map. I don't know why. But I yes, that. So by the end of it, I was like saying certain words. I was like, "Wow, this is what happened at school with my German teacher." Honestly, if it was if it was socially acceptable to develop a British accent while I'm over here, I would. 100% I think you'd be surprised. There'll be some words when you go back to your nah, family. not for a short period of time. Just do it. Just come back after four months. Oh, does anyone want <laughs> to buy me a martini? <laughs> <laughs> Even I'm like, oh my gosh, what happened to Sophie Horro? Okay, anyway. I we sound have... so much classier though, British. Yeah, we've Don't got about think? six months. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, go. Uh, so Uber, so they announced uh, their result last week and you might be surprised to know. Did they do shit? This is the, the first time. So it's a quarterly, so it's for the three months ending to the end of June yeah. that these companies are reporting. And Uber announced its first profit 
ever since being a listed company. So it has been unprofitable since 2014 when it first became public. Isn't it like the rule of thumb with any startup you want to be making profit in the first year and a half? Is that no, not right? No. Why does everyone, I thought that was a thing. No, if you're growing, if you're reinvesting your profits and growing the business, investors like that. Oh. Whereas if you're a bit uh, older and a bit more stale and a bit more slow in growth, then that's when you pay dividends, which rewards investors. So it's kind of, depends what you're after. If you're after really high growth or a little kind of sluggish growth. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, surprisingly, it had burnt through $32 billion since its listing in 2014. And then this quarter, it made $330 million. So it's first quarterly profit, which you'd think would be good news. Oh, God, did they not do well? But the share price fell because Why? Did they, they, be they, they didn't generate as much as they should have in terms of profit. But, uh, yeah, and also competition. They called out competition, saying that Lyft, which is the other oh, yeah, yeah. ride-sharing platform, is, has made price cuts and is effectively being a really good competitor. So, oh, you know, good on Lyft. Yeah. <laughs> good on Lyft. Well, I just mean, yeah. like, you know, it's kind of nice when it's not so easy for someone. Mm. I like the idea of there being some com- competition. Totally. But a lot, on of, their toes. a lot of companies don't call out competitors. So the fact that they've called out that Lyft is actually doing quite well. Yeah, it's quite cool from them. Yeah. But anyway, the shares, even though they fell uh, after that result, they are up 84% this year. So, you know, you're still doing pretty well, Uber. In other news, we had Apple and Amazon report their results as well. And this was quite interesting with these two tech names because they're very, very different. So Apple is in effectively a sales slump at the moment. So, and investors are starting to get nervous. This is the third quarter in a row that Apple's sales have fallen. Why? I thought they were doing well. So they're a consumer products business at the end of the day. Mm. And inflation, Mm. yeah, people aren't spending as much. So, you know, they're they're starting to see the pinch. But this is quite surprising for Apple, which has kind of been the poster child. You know, it's the first trillion dollar company, all that kind of Mm. stuff. It It has done very well. But I feel like they just seem to do a hat trick or like pull something out of the bag and then they're away sailing again. Yeah, you know like what I mean? Like it's, came out and it's all kind of a sudden. high quality company. Yes, there's a few quarters where it's down, but you know, lo and behold, they'll announce something else. And then yeah, yeah, to be honest, I, I reckon this is another example of times where I would buy Apple yeah. if it's gone down. Yeah. In fact, maybe I'll do that because I think that, I don't know, I, I still love Apple as a company. I would still want to invest in it. Mm. Yeah. Do you own any? I, I do I actually Apple, already yeah. own Apple, yeah. And then we also had Amazon, which was kind of the flip side. It was like a really, really good result, um, seeing really strong growth in their cloud, their Amazon web services. And so they're doing really, really well. The thing with Apple and Amazon, and you can't really compare apples with apples. Oh, God, Whoa. she did it. Well, it's apples and oranges, I guess. Embarrassing, but continue. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I can get that one in there. <laughs> I was telling people, oh, okay, this is a bit of a segue, about my Birkenstock stock jokes and – um, I hope the shares don't slide and all that. I was telling my friends about that. Yeah. No, just me. I'm used to it. Anyway, sorry. During the pandemic, Apple didn't hire, you know, a ton of staff and therefore they're not cutting staff now. Whereas Amazon back in the back in, during the pandemic hired a whole lot of staff then had to cut them. So I think we're now seeing the fact that Amazon's got a lower cost base, like lower expenses, and Apple is still you know, higher. So there's kind of a lot of discrepancies going on, but yeah, definitely quite stark contrast in terms of results. Mm. And I've lost it. Yeah, sorry. I was thinking about something else. Also, 
Amazon talking about AI, honestly, the number of companies talking about AI and their share price movements is quite remarkable in terms of like the correlation. I mean, surely there's a shitload of them that are just like AI for the sake oh, totally. of it, right? Oh, totally, yeah. And then investors are like, ooh, ooh, and then buy the shares and think that their that company is on the next biggest trend. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of don't be fooled. Also, we had Airbnb. Oh, yeah. Their shares fell as well. Not a very good result. Why are all of them sh- – is there like a theme with all of it? Because a lot of these are tech companies. Yeah, yeah. Is that is there a collective – is there something happening where – they're all being affected by the same thing or is it just Amazon did well, Apple, Uber, Airbnb, not so much. They've all done so well. Like Airbnb is up 64% this year. So when you say not well, it's still in the scheme of things well. Totally. Yeah. It's Mm. like, it's the reaction to the, to its result was not good. People are so annoying. But it's because it's done so well. Of course, if I'm sitting there and I'm holding stock in say Airbnb and it's done, I've done 64% and it has a, okay, result, I'd be like, you know what, maybe if I need the money, I might sell some because it's done so well. Do so, you know what with, I mean? so when you say it's done 64%, is that in the last, did you say year? Year to date. So, so that from, means from this time last year? No, from December oh. 31st till now, yep. its share price is up 64%. Wow. Yeah. So if you'd put in $100 in December, you'd have $160 now-ish. Yes, yeah. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, if you put in a hundred thousand dollars, you have a hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Whoa! If you put in a million dollars, you, you get the point. Yeah, holy <laughs> moly. Yeah, uh, but Airbnb's result was was bad uh, because just the prices of Airbnbs now have gone like through the roof. So they're not Is getting that as all many over listings. The world? All over the world. Yeah. So is that just because everyone's rent's expensive, so people are bumping up their stay yeah and holidays and yeah so everyone's demanding airbnb and the prices are just going the supply and demand Mm. low supply high demand but people booked 115 million nights at airbnbs in the last three months or the june quarter three months of the june quarter 115 million nights that's i wonder how many years that would be that's a lot that's a lot it's a lot of stays yeah so Airbnb is one of those companies where I don't feel like there's a huge amount of competition in that space. No. Is that maybe why the share price, I mean, obviously it's a well-run company and their profits, they're doing well. Is it? Is it because, I mean, like really, I, I can't think of any. I mean, booking.com isn't the same. Booking.com's getting better. Oh, are they? Yeah. But no, yeah, Airbnb definitely has a Strong monopoly. Yes. competitive advantage, yes, as Vic would say. Yeah, took the words out of my mouth. But the thing is that they need to grow. They need the supply of people renting out their homes. So, yeah, it's kind of that chicken and egg. There's something about like some secondary tax that you get if you're earning a certain amount over, over yeah, from, from Airbnb. From yeah. Airbnb. And I think it's annoying a lot of people. Like I've got some friends who wanted to do a long six-month rental through, or do it conse- consecutively mm. through a six-month period. And when they worked out how much they were having getting tax on it, kind of didn't feel worth it for them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's a way around that for Airbnb. but And there's certain places where you can only rent out your place for a set number of days, you know, and there's certain areas where they don't allow Airbnb at all. Do you, would you feel comfortable with someone renting your house? Depends who they were. No, but some people are weird about it. They're like, I don't want a random person in my bed. I don't want people using my stuff. Oh, um, not while I'm there. Like, not while. Well, obviously. Yeah. 
the other room. <laughs> Hello. That just does like a, a bedroom. Airbnb half my bed. Oh, there's a, there's a business dating. opportunity. That's called Hinge, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting funnier oh, by the I week, know. I reckon. Gosh, God, imagine me. By the end of the year. Oh, gosh. Okay. And then I guess on the economic (laughs) side of things, uh, we've had some house price data come out in New Zealand and the UK, actually. Uh, In New Zealand, house prices, the decline is starting to slow, which is a good sign. So remember a few weeks ago we had interest rates were kind of peaking. It was light at the end of the tunnel. Woohoo, they so might interest come rates down. peaking is the idea that They're people rich. aren't going to have to continue to pay more and yep. more and more out of their mortgage for, yeah. just for interest. It means that it was they're not going to go up any more. Like they've, was, they've reached the top of the mountain and then now they're going to start coming down, Yeah, which means mortgage rates have reached the top of the mountain and hopefully going to come down. And mortgage rates is that what you pay back on your house if you own it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So the fact that now house prices, the decline is starting to slow, means that they're at the bottom of like a trough oh. and they're going to go back up. So, we're so starting this is a to good time that, to buy if you were to look at You can't really see my hands. If you they're kind of going there. in opposite directions. Yeah. One's going up and one's coming down. Yeah, it's like one's at the top of the hill, one's at the bottom of the valley, and mm. now they're going to meet in the middle. Scenic, I love yeah. that. And so I know it's not trying to time the market. And if you're trying to buy property, you're probably investing because you want a home, which means, Mm. you know, there's a lot more you're considering than just when it's a good time to buy or sell. But if you were in a situation where you had money Mm. and you could think about getting, say, your first home. Mm. Well, it could be a good time because if you could stomach mortgage rates this high for maybe 12, 18 months, then it would be a good time to buy because prices are cheaper. Right yeah. now, house prices. Mm. Uh, but then it's kind of a catch-22 because then you could buy a house with the price higher and you'd be paying a low mortgage amount. So it depends what you're willing to God, stomach, if that makes sense. Is property is confuses me so much. Well. We're going to do some more property stuff moving forward. Yeah. But now is not that time. Yeah. Maybe the curve should invest in property. Imagine. Oh, my God, that'd be fun. That would be really great. Imagine if we had a house in London and a house in New Zealand. Oh, be amazing. God, that would be good. That's a New Zealand. And then we had in the UK, we also had house prices falling, which is no surprise. Um, we've got interest rates rising, which means we've got mortgage rates rising in the UK as well. But this was the fastest fall in house prices since 2009. So we're really seeing that house price fall ramp up in the UK. Um, and they're expected to fall about 30%. Which is, I mean, that's probably a bit ambitious, but... Ambitious, as in you don't reckon it will get that bad? As in, yeah, as in it's probably a bit of headline scaremongering. <laughs> um, and, I mean, they only fell 20% in the global financial crisis. That was when the whole world was in turmoil. So, fingers crossed they don't fall that that far. Um, and then question time. So, we had a really good question come in from the audience. Hey, side note, do you know what I've noticed in Spotify? Yeah. There's Q&A at the bottom of Ooh, each episode. So I reckon we should, we'll start asking some questions in there because you can yeah. comment, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Because yeah. then we know it's about the podcast yeah. rather than it coming through Instagram. Like obviously Instagram's fine if that's easier for you, but quite cool that they're mm. starting conversations on the platform. And if anyone does want a question answered on the podcast, yeah, it's kind of like a shout out. Do you remember the radio stations? They used to be like, 
Oh, I've definitely done happy that. Happy birthday. I'd be like, yes, I got through. i be like, can I say happy birthday yeah. to my friend Lucy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hope that she'd hear, but she probably didn't. I remember yeah. calling um, classic hits when I was like 12, like 97.4. Yeah. And I remember I was in Owakuni with my family on holiday and um, I called and I got through and I couldn't believe how shocked I was. And I was like, they're like, hello. And I was like, Oh, hi, and they're like, hi. What, what song do you want to play? And I couldn't, for the life of me, think of a song. The song that I came up with was so embarrassing that I was what like, it was my one chance. Yeah, my one chance. Gosh. Yes, but it is kind of like a, a radio shout out. Yeah, no, so this is the radio shout but out. But it's actually quite cool because it means that you, a lot of people, when they're asking questions, I imagine a lot of other listeners are, are wondering similar things. Yeah. So it's nice to get your question answered, but also help lots of other people. And people are probably thinking the same question as well, which haven't asked or too scared to ask. So, so. literally what I just said. Oh, sorry. What was I, <laughs> I was reading the question. Okay, someone sent in a question saying mm-hmm. they basically bought a stock. They bought Air New Zealand when that stock split happened. So they bought, I don't know what they, basically they bought a stock split. They put $100 in Air New Zealand and immediately after they bought it, which they hadn't because it's gone mm. down in value. I think mm. it's lost like 10%. Am I better to sell that now or do I just, if I'm not worried about that $100, do I just leave it there? By the way, it was a much more long convoluted question the way I said it, so I was just summarising. Fair enough. Good, good. Uh, it, I guess it depends on what you think that airline or Air New Zealand is going to look like in the future, what the company is going to look like in the future. Do you think that everyone's going to be back flying, that they're going to be really good, they're going to take market share, you know, they're in a really good competitive position and therefore those shares will rebound? Or are you like, you know what, I think that they've had their heyday and they've had this complete boost post-pandemic and now they're going to be in a bit of a lull period and I might need the money. You know, like it, it's, it's totally up to you. It's a, it's a combination of what you think the company's going to do in the future and also when, you, when you're going to need that money or what your investing goal is. So if you're like, look, I need that money in a couple of years and I don't think that the stock's going to rebound or the company's going to rebound in that period of you time. You could just cut your losses. You could cut your losses. But if you're like, you know what, I'm saving for retirement, I'm not actually that phased and I've got 20 years until I need the money, I'm going to wait it out. It kind of depends, which is not the most helpful answer. <laughs> the reason I chose this question is because actually I also resonate. I yes. bought, I only bought $100. Yeah, yeah. But I bought $100 when the stock split thing happened. Um, I think mine's gone down to maybe like 80 or something. It's Personally, bad, I but... find airlines really hard to invest in because Why? they're such capital-intensive businesses. You know, like if you think about the curve as a business, very capital-light. We like, it's, it's a digital business. Everything's online. You know, apart from microphones and laptops in mm. ourselves, we don't really have to pay a lot of money or capital for a lot of things. Whereas airlines, you've got to pay for oil, you've got to pay big outlay, big ticket items like airplanes, you know, like they cost millions. And so there's, you've constantly, in order to grow, like if you have 100,000 more people that want to fly your airline, you need a lot, of, a lot more planes for that. You can't just, it's not scalable unless you invest a lot of money. And so that, that's personally why I don't like them, but some people... You know, and, and then you've got the oil price fluctuations, you've got labor, you've got you know, like all these other things that kind of come into it, which the price of oil is so out of pretty much anyone's control, yet it can have huge swing factors on profits of airlines. So there's just a lot of things that I'm like, Ugh, too hard basket. Too hard basket. You're I like, wish cool, you thanks. Told me that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I remember when the stock split happened, and you were like, hey, you should know this. You weren't saying invest in it, no, you were like, yeah. this is a thing happening. Mm. 
why don't you just, I mean, some, if I'm going to make a bad decision, can you just give me like a, so, give me the code word or something? Sometimes when you, you know, that's when you learn the most. Okay, well. Like dating week. all those dud boys, you know, that's when you learn the most. Can you just give me like a code word? Like I just want. Like three winks? Flannel or pineapple or like, you don't, you know, I know we're not in an advice giving situation, but just give me a bit of, like be like mm. rethink it. Like an eye twitch. I could, eye I could twitch? work with that. Don't buy is three. Dubai is four. <laughs> anyway, that's us. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to The Curve Weekly. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to stay up to date with all the money, business, stock market news. And if you like what you heard, we would love a review. Thank you. Yes, we would love a review. But if you oh, did hate one. it, please yeah, don't leave one if you hate it. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, could you please leave a review? Because it really helps other people find our cute little podcast. And we hope you have a good week and see you next Monday. Bye. Bye. Sweet. Yeah. See you next Tuesday. Lol. <laughs> see you next Tuesday. I mean Monday. <laughs>